Leafs Nation postgame here. Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick for the second time on today's feed. Not a postgame feed, but of course we had our Leafs this week pod. But Gord, man, uh, a lot happened. It felt like a week in this game tonight against the Jets. This game felt like a lot of a week, didn't it? It was uh, it was yeah. the longest second period for the wrong reasons because that's when the Winnipeg Jets could, took control of the game. Um, I like Paul Maurice a lot as a coach, uh, and I I like um, a lot of things about the Winnipeg Jets. As a matter of fact, I picked them to win the Stanley Cup. And then uh, you, you you look at then it turned the Sandine hit, and let's hope he's not seriously hurt. But it's one of those it's a cheap shot, and Neil Pionk really isn't a cheap shot player but it's the knee on knee and uh, that sort of became the focal point after that you know there may be a bonding process for the Leafs being a little physical trying to make amends there may be bonding process for the Winnipeg Jets the fact that they stood up to things but uh, it sort of became a little bit of a style a bit a little bit of a sideline didn't it because the Leafs came back made it a game 5-3 and then that became the whole distraction yeah, Kasha's, Kasha's goal. I mean, it, it feels like it happened a, a hundred years ago. Uh, the the goal that kind of pulled them within it. They they they're within a couple, and then and then yeah, the game just kind of melted uh, away after that. You mentioned you mentioned the peon kid on Sandine there. That that's just a dirty play. You're you're sticking out your knee. I know some people. You know, we had the we had the thing that happened with Edler last year of the debate of well, is it reaction? Is it okay? You reacted. You reacted in a dirty way. If your reaction was to elbow somebody in the head. It it would, have, it would have been dirty all the same. And, and you know, I don't know. Maybe this makes me a caveman. Maybe maybe I'm a bad guy. I don't know. But I, I loved seeing Spezza, you know, get retribution really, really quick on that. And then, obviously, all, all the shenanigans that happened. And, man, once again, it's Jason Spezza. We've talked about him so much. He scored all the goals last night. We go back to the Columbus series. It's him fighting Boone Jenner. And tonight, it, it, you know, not that he was alone in this regard. Clifford Simmons obviously had their say as well. But just Spezza, once again, kind of proving how, focal he is as a as a member of this team well you know and like he picked because it was neil pionk right about that uh, that little bit of an extra mile because that's the guy uh that hurt rasmus sanding yeah yeah i mean it's it's, let's face it it's been a jason spezza loving from the start of the season deservedly so Uh, a blake wheeler loving tonight deservedly so was 1000th career nhl game that was really well done that was very classy by the winnipeg jets giving his kids uh, the uh, silver sticks that you get for 1,000 games and big team pictures. Uh, I, I like that community feel. I like that team. So, uh, And, again, it's a weekend where the Leafs only got one point in two games. In the start of the season, you know, we were lamenting lack of effort, lack of everything. I've been, I've been very happy with the Leaf effort and drive in these two very difficult games on the road. Yeah, and we knew tonight was was going to be a slog on the back to back. That's a tough building; it always is. You saw how physical tonight's game was. You know, I don't I don't love that they had a hole to pull themselves out of, but they they once again are, are finding a way to kind of battle back in, in these games. And you know, I, I like the point you made off the top of uh, off the top here is that. I do think that this can be kind of a galvanizing thing. I think, obviously, you, you get one point out of four possible for the weekend. It's not a great weekend, but I think the team can take some good things out of it. I think exactly what you said. There is this, not belief, but understanding. The proof is in the pudding. You saw it, that you have each other's back. Kyle Clifford, he gets to feel like he has a bit of a role jumping in at the end there. And then I think maybe most importantly, 
this allows Sheldon Keefe, and again, by all by by all accounts, the team has been holding himself accountable. But this just gives Sheldon Keefe the ability to pull back on the reins a little bit, tighten the screws a little bit. If anybody was, or, or not anybody, but if the group as a whole was kind of getting ahead of themselves with how well the season was going, a weekend like this where you didn't embarrass yourself by any means, but you still have some things you need to fix, I, I think it kind of sets up sets up Keefe in, in a good spot there, and on top of all of the kind of galvanizing stuff you can take out of tonight's game and last night's yeah and of course uh, the the news in about a half hour's time bruce boudreau will officially be the new head coach of the vancouver canucks so you got you know real good guys uh, in in the head coaching world i consider sheldon keith one of those i consider paul maurice uh, as well you know a little different seeing the old style the chirping at the bench right and maurice was pretty was pissed with sheldon. yeah and and that you know i mean that that just reminded me of uh you know an era gone by but uh, I I do I do like the Leafs. Uh, you know I don't like Stone Age hockey. I'm glad they've eliminated the Stone Age hockey or, or parts of it that crept into the game at times. But you know I, I I'm all for uh, I, and I and I love seeing Wayne Simmons. You know that's the kind of role he doesn't get to do it very often, right? There's not many situations where you go, man, we really need a Wayne Simmons. And tonight was one of those roles where we really need a Wayne Simmons. Yeah, they, they did, and I want to pick up on that, but you mentioned the coaches squawking at each other, and there's two incidences I immediately think of with that. Uh, one is not that far far long ago. It's it's Tortorella, and I think he was trying to fight Gullitson or whoever the, the Flames coach was there when, when Torts was in, I believe, Vancouver. Man, that, that feels like 100 years ago. And then, of course, the most famous one is Jim Schoenfeld screaming, have another donut. I don't even know who he was screaming at, but but anytime I can, uh, I can bring Kuharski. up either... Don Koharski, there it is. How, of course, I'm working with Gord Stellick. Of course, of course, you would have the name. You know, I'm happy you brought up Simmons there, though, because I understand the idea of game management. I understand the idea of the refs seeing the way that game was going and trying to, trying to calm things down, trying to get it to the finish line, for lack of a better term. But and and feel free to to answer me with, well, that's Wayne Simmons' fault. But I feel like giving Wayne Simmons the 10-minute misconduct at that point in the game, knowing that, okay, outside of Kyle Clifford, that, that's kind of the guy who does that thing for the Leafs, it felt to me like it gave the Jets kind of carte blanche, an open license to continue to play that, that rough physical style of game, knowing you weren't going to have to see Simmons until the last two minutes. I, I really, in, in terms of game management, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm well aware of my biases, but I, I did not think that was, that was smart from the refs. I get giving him the penalty, of course, but the 10-minute misconduct, conduct just felt like it opened the door to so much more of this stuff that we saw late well and they wish they could have kicked Simmons out of the game but they didn't quite have the mechanism for the first one you couldn't give him a game misconduct so yeah they kind of knew that the timing there so they got him on one more time and that's what Paul Maurice was chirping about but you know like I said it was just the uh uh the um I always say the good old days are the bad old days I I consider this the the good old days because it didn't get it didn't get stupid you also had again I'm I'm all for when did it start that Whenever you lay out a good, clean hit that all of a sudden that, you know, we talked about that today at least on uh, the Leafs this week, you know, that it has to be responded by a uh, by a fight. But you know, even what Pierre-Luc Dubois, I consider that liberties with Austin Matthews on that For play. Sure. It's nothing horrible, but yeah, you know, when you're talking about uh, a day after you had Marcus Foligno run your goaltender that I, I, I still can't believe they're not looking at it more in the NHL that, yeah, it's it's uh, it's time to, to do a little bit of sticking up. Yeah, it, it is. And, you know, Clifford obviously obviously did that. Again, though, it's, you know, if, okay, 
Kyle Clifford and, and Brandon Dillon go beat the crap out of each other, and, and they sit in the box. I don't I don't know how that helps Rasmus Sandin feel better uh, about Pionk or or Matthews feel any better uh, about Dubois. But I you know I I do I do like to see it there. And you know what did you make you know at, at large of the officiating tonight? I, I I've harped on it a ton this season. I mean I you know I obviously have a bit of a soft spot for the guy, but I remember the play in the first period where Bunting was I mean clear as day held behind the net and okay a holding penalty gets missed it's it's far from the end of the world but it but the ref goes over to bunting and basically says you can't embarrass me like that well my opinion on that is don't embarrass yourself make the call if a guy's screaming at you and he's in the right and it it kind of felt to me like the Leafs were I don't know fighting for the benefit of the doubt officiating wise after that you you see the game from a a slightly more level-headed than I well what did what did you make of the officiating today well he did give Paul Maurice the final warning at the end but he let him get away with way too much as far as the chirping yeah Brindamore would have got fined for that you well (laughs) well actually Brindamore got fined without being assessed a penalty so Paul Maurice uh, depart you know the NHL Department of Player Safety as per instructions from you know, chats with the officials association throughout the years and from Gary Bettman and from Bill Daly and from Coley Campbell. Um, yeah, they, they don't look at things very lightly at all when it comes to that. So I, you know, I, I can, uh, hey, the Winnipeg Jets, the Leafs gave up too many two-on-ones. The Winnipeg dominated, took over the game in the second period. But the knee-on-knee on Sandine is, is the one that uh, you, uh, you open a can of worms. You open a can of worms. Even if you gave a two-minute penalty, uh, but uh, when you just kind of ignore it, when it's just it's just that kind of a dirty play, then all of a sudden you know you've 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 opened it, and the Leafs have to stick up for the teammate. You've missed it. I, I would think at some point you probably know you've missed it, and um, then it becomes hell bent for leather. And the Leafs, you know, again they came back against the Minnesota Wild down three nothing, and really made a game of it. Got a point. Uh, they really made a game of this again tonight. I mean they they really did. They were getting all kinds of chances beyond cutting the game down to five three. But then once that sixth goal was scored by Winnipeg, uh, you know, that kind of was game, set, match, and it went back to the uh, um, let's let's see if we can figure out whom to get our innings in and physically. <laughs> yeah, it, it was that. Uh, I do want to talk about the game a little bit because there's definitely definitely some things to, to take out of it. Uh, Matthews continuing his goal-scoring streak, the penalty kill all of a sudden struggling. But there was one other moment that jumped out to me tonight. At the very end, the very, very end, so Simmons gets in the dust-up with Morrissey, I think it is. Logan Stanley comes in to defend Morrissey. You know, Josh Morrissey's a tiny guy. He has no business being in a scrum with Wayne Simmons, let alone nearly a fight. There was not a punch thrown in the scrum between Simmons and Stanley that I could tell. And then I get it. You want to play to the home crowd. Okay, fine. I know this is entertainment. But Logan Stanley going off all six foot nine of them or however tall he is. He's got his arms in the air like he's just won the heavyweight championship after not throwing a punch. And it's just that 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 just drove me nuts. And maybe it just proves exactly how high the emotions were, even for those of us watching it at home. But I I could not believe it. And I have it on on very good authority our good friend Jim Ralph was killing him for it on the broadcast so I'm, I'm at least happy to hear I have Ralphie as an ally yeah should should that's a chicken bleep play it is it is I don't know what incites the home crowd and, the, and they're great fans there and they, they won on Friday they scored a lot of goals Winnipeg did scored a lot of goals tonight uh, there's a lot of Toronto fans there so the Winnipeg fans like the Toronto fans going home not happy about things um, now why was Simmons going after Morrissey I'm trying so to think. I think 
I think he took a bit of a run late, and I'll be honest, I think it was just Simmons seeing red, and I'm out here for three seconds at the end of the game. I'm I'm going after the first person I can get my hands on. Like, I'm not sitting yeah. here defending Wade Simmons. Uh, everything he did is the most virtuous thing out there, but he didn't look like a, I don't know, a buffoon, kind of, for lack of a Well, yeah, term. you got you, you, you you know, like, again, when you pick your, you can't, can't pick your spot. You got, you got to go after someone bigger. That's all I can say. And again, you're right. Wayne Simmons. Hey, why is Sheldon Keefe sending him out again? That's what pissed off Paul Maurice. Like, why is he sending him out? He's not sending him out. He's not going after a career goal or something. It's like, we're not done yet. You know, we got one more inning to try to get in. So again, we're, you know, we're talking about all these other things in the the game tonight, but you know what? I, I like it. It's uh, it's, it's part of a team growth. And, you know, a few years ago when I forget what kind, it was a game like that. And Mike Babcock said, we're going to take care of that next year. And they brought in Matt Martin and mm-hmm. Matt Martin is the kind of guy that can take care of it. But it's funny. The situation just didn't present itself enough in Toronto where here you see in Wayne Simmons case, and maybe to a lesser degree, Kyle Clifford and kind of Nick Ritchie that, okay, if this part, and it still does happen, not nearly as much as it used to in NHL games, uh, we're, we're more prepared to deal with it. Yep, they uh they they definitely are. Um in terms of the actual uh you know the playing of of hockey tonight, uh the power play. I mean, they they get another goal, power play stays hot. They they get it right before the 5 on 3 expired to make it a 5 on 4. Matthews, I don't know, I don't know what we can continue to say about him. You know, I I don't think anybody was actually really concerned there was a little eh, he's not scoring in quite the same way but I think most of us were of the belief that this was always going to come his goal scoring streak is now up to six I'm trying to remember the stat they ripped off on the broadcast I think he's the first guy since Brett Hull to have four five goals four streaks of five straight games with a goal inside of one calendar year now obviously that's helped because they've had the short summer breaks they've been playing a lot of hockey kind of jammed it together but anytime you're you're going back to uh to the 90s and and setting Brett Hall or tying Brett Hall records it's uh it's pretty good indicator of how hot you are as a goal scorer right now and that that's exactly what Matthews is no totally totally and just that uh uh, I still like, I got a lot of friends talking about that, that shootout goal last night, you know, and just the That's way he's beautiful. played of late and, and, you know, just, uh, uh, it's funny. Uh, I was saying Jim Ralph, uh, texted me after last night's game. I was trying, I, I don't know what the chant was tonight in, uh, in Winnipeg. Uh, but uh, years ago it was uh line A's better and Matthews <laughs> went out and scored a hat trick, including the game winner. Right. Just cause they, uh, they were, that was the particular chant. I, I think they left him. I think they left him alone. You know, it's funny, I'm just, you know, looking at, you know, different things and getting some texts and someone who's plugged in saying that the right now the NHL Department of Player Safety is is thinking of looking at Spezza's knee on Neil Pionk, which uh, in this particular person saying is, come on, you're kidding me, the the knee on knee on Pionk and and Sandine. So anyway, we'll we we hear all kinds of things about way or may not may or not happen about that. The 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 big thing is um, hopefully Sandine isn't seriously hurt. The unfortunate part is. You've seen it before. I've seen it before, Brent. Uh, um, Unfortunately, too often, that's not the case. Yeah. And I mean, you know, uh, knee injuries, there there are a few areas where, you know, it's just it's always any injury potential is scary. But your knee, your back, your neck, your head, those types of things, they just they're they're so, so dangerous and so finicky. And you have to watch for that. And I I, uh, I 
oh, when I saw the knee to Pionk, I said, ooh, I do wonder if there's something there, like a knee to the head. It's just such a flash play. But then I remembered Marcus Foligno need Jack Campbell in the head directly uh, in front of an official last night. There was nothing to be had from it. So uh, I don't want to know the how irate I'm going to be if there is any discipline to Spezza and, uh, and none to Foligno after last night. And then Wall, Wall gets knee in the head tonight. But, I mean, you know, you never want to blame a player. But, I mean, when you're roaming around outside of the blue paint like that, uh, you know, my, my sympathies for you uh, uh, get get knocked a bit. But obviously you hope Wall's okay as well because, you know, Morasic's not back yet. They they still are going to need him, I think. Yeah, you know, and, uh, yeah, that was a weird play. Like, he wasn't 100%, and he looked like he wasn't 100%. And that no. fall he had looked like how I skate now. And he, it looked like he got hurt on it on that particular play. So the Dubois knee was not like Felino yesterday on Jack Campbell. Uh, but even, you know, John Tavares, you know, just getting the sentiment that's coming through. You know, he 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 keeps things close to the vest. He doesn't get fly off the handle. He just stayed in the obvious. The Pionk hit on Sandine. That's what set the Leafs off and changed the game. And others are mentioning. I was wondering off the top of my head. I don't need to look anymore. Uh, the Leafs beat the Leafs beat Winnipeg March thirty first at Scotiabank Arena. Guess what's going to probably be a tough ticket. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's going to be a very tough ticket. That's a great point. I hope we're there. <laughs> oh man, I, I, it's just the, these the games between these teams are are always fun. And uh, you know, I, I uh, maybe maybe have had more fun uh, watching Leaf games than I did tonight. But they just they always seem to be eventful. And then yeah, you throw in Maurice, the old Leafs blood there uh, as well. Um, uh, just again, just kind of watching the post game comments tick through. Uh, Morgan Riley says Rasmus Sandin is in pain. Uh, that's all he knows. That is going to be the big big. Big, big question uh, coming out of tonight's game is the health of Rasmus Sandin because, you know, the good news, like we talked about earlier today, you have 7D, you're comfortable playing right now, and this is why you could not be in a position to trade a Justin Hall or to, you know, wave a, a guy like Timothy, well, not wave him, but send him to the Marlies, a guy like Timothy Lilligren. As as solid as Sandin has been, you always knew injuries were going to creep up. And again, not to say he is definitively injured, but that, that looks scary, and it's just more proof of why you need to be careful messing around with the depth on that blue line no absolutely absolutely and uh you know right now they've been the Leafs have been fortunate about injuries touch wood uh, Mitch Marner we're not even talking about him that was the big story I know that's Columbus right. is only two days away and um that's not that long but I wonder when they get back home obviously they'll have a day off tomorrow you know I I, I also the fight in them because we said yesterday that I find too often being a a, a tired team is is we, we, we give them the excuse before mm-hmm. it, it actually really should be the case. But when they left everything on the ice last night in Minnesota, the way they played and Winnipeg having had a, uh, a you know, a day off yesterday, not having to travel. Uh, I got to give the least credit, you know, being a, a tired team and playing and having that fight in them right up to the end of the game. Yeah, they did. And, I, you know, I think the fact that it was a literal fight as opposed to just a competition kind of helps with that. Like, you really don't have a choice when, when somebody's trying to punch you. But I, I agree. I think as as far as the weekend goes, looking back on it, taking one point out of the possible four, that's as good as a version of that weekend as you could have had. Like, there are plenty of worlds where you, you just sneak out an overtime loss or a shootout loss, and you're not feeling that good about yourself. But I think I think you can feel uh, pr- pretty well uh, after the way this weekend went. I guess the one kind of concerning trend. So the Leafs have now given up 
power play goals in four of the last six games. You're, you know, your penalty kill is going to go through ups and, bow, ups and downs. We, we know that happens with the power play in this market. You know, I'm again, because of everything we've seen, because of the structure, because of the buy-in, I'm not too worried that this is the, you know, the seams coming undone on, on the penalty kill. I think this is just a, a uh, you know, a rough stretch for that unit. And obviously they need to tighten it up, but I don't think it's anything to kind of panic or, or get overworked about. No, no, not, nothing is about, you know, uh, perspective and, okay, so you have that phenomenal run of 14 or 2, 15 or 2, and, you know, and then, okay, so you have a couple of run regulation loss and overtime loss, and you're going to have some clunkers. Neither of these games, neither of these games was, was a clunker, uh, and, um, and that's the positive. You know, that's the positive. By the way, when we're talking about supplementary discipline, uh, Edmonton loses to Los Angeles 5-1. How about Connor McDavid getting a five-minute major game misconduct? hit on Adrian Kempe. So uh, it's, uh, I do like that call being made that it's, you know, the complaint has been that Connor McDavid, uh, too many, too many, and because Austin Matthews, I know the complaint was last year made by part of his representation about too many liberties being taken against him and same with McDavid. And I, I don't dispute the argument, but uh, if someone does something that's dangerous, it's five in a game, whether you're Connor McDavid should have been Neil Pionk tonight. Yeah, it definitely. Should. Well, that's the thing. I'm I'm watching it right now. I actually hadn't seen that until you you mentioned it to me. And yeah, I I know which one of those I would have if I could only throw one guy out of a game, be it McDavid or Pionk. I know who it is, and it's not 97. But yeah, that's that's got to be a first for him, right? I cannot remember him ever getting. I mean, I'm sure it's happened at some point in time in his life, but in the NHL, I I cannot remember. We know he's left games with injuries. Of of course, unfortunately, that's happened a couple times. But yeah, I. Uh, I can't remember that that ever happening for McDavid at the, at the NHL before. Can you? I don't think so. I don't think so. And uh, yeah, so five one loss, and just it's just funny. Just look at the different games that are uh, are going on. I I I still find it weird the Leafs playing on Sundays. They've had a lot of Sunday night games. Um, I I don't know. I get so used to NFL and other things, and just you <laughs> know get, getting getting started for the week and what have you. But Sunday night games used to be a staple. Winnipeg's always been a big Sunday night place, but we we've just had a lot of them of late it's just uh you know last week was anaheim on the sunday to wrap up the california road trip just a little bit of a different vibe but certainly you know a big win last sunday and and, and a good vibe tonight now i was kidding last night that the leafs will be going home tonight it used to be the problem in winnipeg try to find anything that was open on a sunday night after the game you pretty well only had room service and i'm not kidding and i really like the city but that used to be a big big problem yeah, well, the good news is, is uh, one, they're hightailing it out of town tonight, so they don't have to worry about that. And two, I don't think the Leafs would be wanting any parts of downtown Winnipeg tonight. Uh, something tells me emotions would be running high uh, from everybody involved in that downtown core after uh, having watched that. Yes, the Sunday games have been weird. I got to be honest, I love watching the Leafs anytime you give them to me, but I, I am very happy to have our regular schedule back. We got the next game coming up. That's Tuesday at home. You and I will be there, Gord. Then they're playing in Thursday then they got hockey night on Saturday we're just getting back to everything normal and I am going to be thrilled about that uh before we hear from Leafs head coach Sheldon Keefe anything else you wanted to uh to touch on uh from the night or the weekend yeah you know Goodwill just keeps on moving I, I just you know what you, the score obviously is important but it's more to me how you play the style you play the passion the energy the commitment to the game and uh I saw that in in both games 
Yeah, I, I agree with that. And uh, just seeing the sentiment out there, like you, I'm, uh, I'm exchanging text. I'm, I'm hearing from Leafs Nation. And uh, after back-to-back losses, because, yeah, that's what just happened, uh, this is as uh, positive a group as I, uh, I can remember seeing uh, following back-to-back losses. Leafs will be back at it on Tuesday. But before we wrap up Leafs Nation tonight, let's hear from Leafs head coach, Sheldon Keefe. I have no update on Sandine, uh, and I would say yes. Uh, do you feel the start tonight was more of a uh, situation of you guys being tired or just lack of attention to detail, falling behind like you did? Yeah, it's hard to say, right, because we did have a, a lack of attention to detail, lack of structure, lack of purpose and the things that have made us successful. Uh, so it's hard to say what what role fatigue played in that you know it's it's not what our team has looked like here for for a long time now so um maybe it's easy to go to the fatigue factor but you know that's not good enough we need we need to find ways here i mean this is the reality in the schedule you're going to play back to back so if anything you got to be that much more focused that much more detailed that much more structured uh and we weren't tonight clearly Well, I feel like it's, it's it, you know, it, I, I, it looks to me like it's a five-minute major. I mean, you know, you get it's a knee-on-knee, you get guy gets carried off, you know. Um, but I didn't get much from the officials in terms of how they saw it. And obviously, they didn't see it. I think if they seen it, they probably would have called it differently. But you know, I think uh, the league, I'm sure, will have a look. Yeah, I think, you know, make the decision there, you know, as a coach, you know, that I, I felt we needed to have a response. There wasn't just a hit. I mean, the shift just prior to that, you know, Matthews is getting manhandled. There's no, I mean, it's a four-on-four four call, but to me, you I mean, one of the best players in the world is in a situation like that. Like, that's, that's, that should be a power play there, in my opinion. That, that's how that should should work, and it didn't. It just It's just fine. We go play four-on-four four in the very next shift, and, you know, you get one of your guys carried off, and there's no call there, so... Should be a four on three, you know, a five minute power play in a two goal game. It's not. And I just felt at that point, you know, that we needed to have some sort of response. Our team, I thought, was emotionally engaged in that in that time, and, and uh, it needed to have a response in, in some some nature. And uh, you know, you're willing to to just go with it. At that time, we like to get a penalty kill there and give ourselves a chance to come out of it. Didn't work out that way, but I certainly did like. The emotional response of our team, given the circumstances. I, mean, I thought he was great tonight. You know, I you just gotta watch it in terms of the goal, the number of goals that go in. I mean, we gave up. Those are elite players that are getting clean looks at the net. I thought he looked excellent today. In fact, in, in my mind, in a lot of ways, he looked. Uh, maybe better tonight than he has in any other night he stood tall he competed uh i thought he was really good today you know i think there's, there's probably one and two one or two in there I mean, you know maybe the second goal you know he, he'd, he'd like to get a save on that but you know our guys 
you know, that's a guy in alone. You know, we gotta we gotta protect him better. But given the caliber of players coming in on him and the quality of chances, I thought he was excellent today. I loved how he competed. So he doesn't have to worry about this one too much. If anything, it should give him confidence and swagger because he he stood in uh, stood in there all the way through, and, and I was really happy to see how he just stood in and competed tonight. I mean, I think this situation tonight is entirely different than yesterday. You know, it's an unfortunate situation. He drops his stick. He's kind of scrambling for it. The guy's coming hard to compete for the puck. I, and he's way, our guy's way out of his net. I think tonight is way different than yesterday. I got no issues with anything there. But obviously the safety of our goalies and the health of our goalies is important. So to, to see a guy get shaken up like that, you don't like to see it. But it was, it was nice to see him be able to continue to play, you know. Yeah, I mean, I thought the way the game went, especially early on. I mean, we take two penalties in the first five minutes of the game, and you know, there's there's a number of power plays early. It's tough to get Clef really going and involved. Uh, in terms of the D pairs, I you know I I liked that some of that. I like like to watch it back, but I thought early on in the game. Uh, we liked it. I mean, the, the goal for the night was really to try to be able to spread out our minutes a little bit better, given the circumstances of the back-to-back. And you know, we had some guys some, some heavy minutes yesterday, and thought balancing out a little bit better would give us a, an opportunity to to uh, spread it out, and at the same time give us a look at some some different pairs. Um, you know, we've been pretty steady with what we've gone with in our top four, but wanted to try that tonight. And um, you know, like I said, I'd like to watch it back. Like I said earlier, we gave up a lot of chances today. I, I don't know how much of it was necessarily on the defense. You know, I thought, you know, we've been very connected with our forwards in D, uh, and, and tonight we, we just weren't, so it left our D out to dry a little bit. Broadcast cameras tonight caught quite a bit of interaction with some frustration on the, on the Jets bench. Was there any interaction between the two benches that was out of the ordinary I mean, not out, not out of the ordinary for the type of game, and it was and the type of emotions that were involved. I mean, they weren't happy, but obviously, I wasn't very happy either. So, it, uh, it's the way it goes. Usually, when when there's stuff going on and, and they're they're not being called, emotions get really high, and 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 uh, you know, those are the kind of things you see. So, I don't think it's out of the ordinary for the way that the game played out. There is Keith following the Leafs' loss in Winnipeg. They'll be back at it on Tuesday. We'll have the game for you on Sportsnet 590. The fan, thanks so much for listening to Leafs Nation Postgame with me, Brent Gunning, and Gord Stellan.